Trainer. Yo, yo, this is Justin, Justin B. Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. Yo, it's uh, the Zach Sang Show. We got Dan, we got me, we got Andrew, and we got Joe. Loud Luxury. Hey. hey! Welcome. Thank you for having us. Yeah, it's so good to see you guys. It's been a while. It yeah. has. It's been a minute. We, we we saw each other at some radio room thing real quickly. Yeah, yeah. that was a lot of fun. It, was that your first one? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. By the way, it's like all of these radio stations from all over the country in one room broadcasting at the same time. It's it was a lot sweet. at once. It was kind of like back and forth, back and forth, yeah. but it was a lot of fun. Like we got to meet a lot of really cool people. Yeah, it was cool getting to meet everyone. We always kind of joke that we're like the accidental radio people because, you know, making this song and everything, we never really had the intention of being on radio. And now all of a sudden we're, you know, going around doing all these interviews, learning as we go. So it's definitely a really fun, interesting experience for us. And the record you're talking about is Body. So let's dive on in here. Um, You guys, you're from London, Ontario. Yeah. In Canada, not in the UK. Not the UK. It's not as nice. (laughs) But the people are very friendly. I can assure you that. Yeah, but every article I read says LA based, but from Canada. Mm-hmm. Is that an important part of your identity? Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. I mean, LA. If we weren't, if we didn't move here and like fully immerse ourselves, we wouldn't have like even come close to I think what our potential is, and even still, what our potential is right now. You know? Yeah. A big part of our journey was. Linking up in college, doing that, they were playing parties, you know, that sort of being fun. And then it coming to a point where I was graduating from school and we were like, yo, we want to do this for real. We need to move to L.A. because that's where it's going to happen. You know, it's not going to happen. us just sitting around in Canada. So we came out here with practically no money. We were sharing a bed because we couldn't afford rent. Oh, yeah. And eating oatmeal every day. And we came I out I still here. like oatmeal. Yeah. <laughs> Surprising. Yeah. But that's what it takes. Yeah. Is it in LA that you meet Armin Van Buren's record label people? No, um, that, that was through friends that yeah. connected us. Well, did we that happen in Canada? It was kind of a long time coming just because we did um, Going Under, which was on uh, Armada, one of the sub labels, um, okay. like back in... like. A couple years ago, yeah. I think now, um, and then we sort of had a relationship with them, and we ended up meeting them like very casually in Miami, and then like we had started sending body out to literally every single uh, label, and no one wanted it. They're like, ah, you know, I don't know, like I don't understand it, I don't get it. And Armada were the only ones that were like, this is going to be a hit. We're taking this. Like you're signing with us. Yeah, and thank God they did. They did an incredible <laughs> job with it. But what we were talking about with the LA thing. Uh, it was less about like meeting labels and more just about making the music. Uh, Brando, who we did body with, we literally met at a dive bar down in Hollywood mm-hmm. just just from a connection online and like saw him perform. And we were just so blown away by the you know the vibe of his performance. We're like, let's let's do something together. So and that's what happened. It's about being immersed in it. The fact that wherever yes. you go, there's other yeah. artists. Yeah, we, we literally lived, with. breathed everything. Yeah. And in Toronto, it's a great city, but you don't have that same, like, 24-7, you're thinking creatively, you Mm -hmm. know? And that was a really valuable thing that we knew it was worth sleeping in the same bed to get in L.A. And it's negative 20 degrees Celsius right there. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's another factor. Weather's great here. (laughs) Everybody who's watching our interview in the U.S. right now is like, Celsius? Yeah, I have no idea. So it would be like, what would be the conversion? Let's see. Oh, it would probably be like negative five. Yeah, negative five or like negative ten. Like really cold. Super cold. Yeah. at what point is body done? Does that happen in Canada? Does that happen in L.A.? Good good question. Yeah. In terms of like its shelf life. I mean, no, no, no. Like when did you finish the record? Oh, oh, honestly, it was pretty much right up until we released it because 
Uh, it took but, almost like a year to make it. Was it in LA or was yep. it in Canada? Yeah, it was everywhere. Well, yeah. Even Brando yeah. actually even came down to Toronto and we were like working on it. Um, we just really believed in it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think within the first two weeks of starting the idea, we knew what we wanted There's to do with it. There's something there. Yeah. But when you really care about a song, you're literally like listening to it 24 7, like driving yourself to the brink of insanity just to make sure that every little aspect of it, stuff that you no know, average listeners wouldn't even hear, is perfect. And that's what we did. How does it start? How long ago? Mm, this goes back Honestly, to, like a year <clears throat> from when we released it, pretty much. Yeah. Like in the summertime. Yeah, it goes back so to... like a year and a half? Yeah, because we, we started making the song. It was like super early. And then our buddy, who is our videographer, came down from Canada and stayed with us. And he was just like, oh, do you want to like shoot a video uh, maybe for something this week? Like maybe we can get some like content or whatever. And then he was like... And I was like, yeah, like we're working on this song right now. Like, I don't know if we're ever going to release it or if it's going to see the light of day. But I mean, this is a good one. We could do a video too. And then we shot the body music video. Yeah. This is October 2016. Yeah. 2016. Yeah. And even before that, we'd already started working it was on the a, song in like The August very early stages was around for like about a year. Wow. But we took like a long time perfecting it because we weren't like super sure on like some things and like mixing and like so, there's just like a lot of little tweaks and we we're like perfectionists on it. What was it about the song that you believed that it was a hit? Besides the fact that it was your song, is, is there anything in specific that you're like? Um, it's, it was the general feeling like yeah. usually when we listen to something, if we hear something right away and we're like, this gives us like a special feeling that's kind of what we look for yeah I just remember sort of feeling like you couldn't really put it in one pile you know what I mean like you listen to it and like because of Brando's voice it's kind of got like some weird country twang in parts there's like some hip hop elements there it just had all of this weird stuff rolled mm-hmm. into one and our reaction was either people are gonna love this and can't get enough of it or they're gonna be like I don't get this at all yeah. this is too weird which and a lot of people did go and die yeah, a lot of people didn't yeah. understand it at first I understand. I, I get that because everybody thinks genre, 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 genre has to have a sound because yes. yeah. that's what yeah. people are used to. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it sort of felt like the first time we were making something where we're like, I don't really know where there's a place for this. So let's hope there's a place. So, okay. Back to 2016. Yeah. You're working on the song. Is 20 this- pounds skinnier, probably, from all the oatmeal every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is the song done before you bring it to Brando? Like, do you have the lyrics set oh, in? Oh, no. no. So we got in the studio with him, and he showed us a very early version of, uh, like, the top line yeah. and everything. And it sort of sounded like Rack City, almost. Like, that was, yeah. like, the beat that was underneath he, it. So he basically wrote this, like, hip-hop song years ago. And was like, I want to show you guys this. And it had, like, the hook of body on it uh-huh. and like these, these verses but it was way slower like Joe was saying completely different vibe yeah. of the song and he's like would you guys want to mess around with this and we were like absolutely like yeah we heard, you know, we heard it and we were instantly yeah, like we, yes we think the melodies are cool but let's do our own take on it yeah. so we took the vocal sped it up a bunch changed everything about the song mm-hmm. structure chords vibe yeah. and then went from there so it really starts with this this thing that he gives you. Yeah, yeah. So he has this little thing, and I mean, I think I have it on my phone. If you want to, yeah, hear I would it. love. I'm not to. sure. I'm yeah. not sure if the mic can pick it up. But that's normally how we like start off with people when we're working together. It's just we kind of sit around. It's not even like we're really working. We're just kind of listening to some music, like what other people like, what their influences are. And the same with us. Like we're just like sharing music, you know. But it's also a skill for you guys because one of your biggest claim to fame and easily your your biggest paycheck pre body was the remix for Martin Garrix. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's yeah, that yeah. ability to take somebody's record, yeah. strip it down to literally we're, just the vocals, and rework. We're, mm-hmm. we're literally That's our favorite way to we're work. literally just like therapists, where we sit down, talk with an artist, feel what their vibe is, and just you know they're all so talented and such incredible souls, and we just figure out how can we bring this and make it something accessible that people can get, you know? Is there something that they're missing where maybe they just haven't done this in a song and it doesn't hit the right way, you know? That's, we're always just problem solving. Yeah. Do you and, have that original? I would yeah. lo- I mean, that fascinates me. It's so funny. But yeah, is it like, what do you, what yeah, do you see. listen for? What do you hear in that, that original Here, piece? let me play it for you first and yeah. then we'll chat about it. I get it. Strip club. Wow, yeah. Strip club. Yeah. You definitely have the rap city in that one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, it's that bass. So, so what stands out? So what our thinking is, is he it's plays the melodies. This, yeah, he plays this song. And instantly, I just remember thinking, body on my, like, just being like, damn, that's super catchy. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, nothing else about it really connected. So that's why we were like, let's take the vocal and just see what we can do. Mm-hmm. So we started doing our weird, you know, crazy thing where we sped it it's up. basically like a bunch of Frankensteining stuff. Yeah. Do you, you know, work separately as you're doing it, or do you work on one set? Uh, together, and, like, sometimes we're doing stuff separately, but for the most part, the entire creative process is done together. Mm-hmm. So... You're speeding it up. You're adding things. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can hear the makings of something special in that. And yeah, his yeah. vocals are so and unique. It's always, I'm listening for like melodies. I'm like lyrics are obviously very important, but for me, if it's like something that's just like timeless melody, like yeah. it's amazing. I remember the real moment for me was taking the vocal and the chords, especially the opening thing that you actually hear in body now, like that little key part. Mm-hmm. That was something that we were messing around with and we didn't have anything in the song done, just the vocal and the keys. Yeah, the piano. And just that sitting alone, you could listen to the song like start to finish and you're like, this feels great. Mm-hmm. That was like a really big moment for us where it's like, you know, if a song just like when it's just on piano and just the vocals alone draws you in that much, there's no fluff, there's no like, you know, fancy bells yeah, and like whistles. Yeah, it's like campfire stuff. Yeah, it just draws you in. And that was definitely a big moment where we're like, okay, this feels different. I Did did Brando special. care what you guys did with the vocals or is he just like, take it and do what you want? Yeah, he was just like, yeah. whatever. The best like part- the most easygoing guy we've he, ever he met, literally. He just hit the lottery, yeah. No, no, the best part about Brando, and I respect this, is that he comes from a more hip-hop R&B background and a lot of people that we've worked with in that- um, Genre are a little bit more worried about like they're a little bit more close-minded. What are people gonna think? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you know, you know how we're talking about like there needing to be a place for things of and course. genres. A lot of them are varied by the rules, whereas Brando's very open-minded to just discovering new things and finding the best song. And he gave us, you know, he gave us the confidence to be able to do our thing on it. A lot of people would have been like, "Oh, this doesn't make sense." You know what I mean? And yeah. he was just kind of like, "Do what you guys want. So I trust chill. you. You know, I believe in you guys." And I think it worked out pretty well for I everyone. Mean, yeah, he really did just hit the lottery, right? Because <laughs> he wrote the lyrics on that record. So does he have sole writing credit? Uh, well, since we you know changed a bunch of things like the chords, the okay. arrangement, and yeah. uh, and we changed a lot of yeah. stuff from like the way it was. Got mm-hmm. it. You're on there too. Yeah, everybody's on it. Zach Sang Show. Hello, beautiful human. Do you have a bunch of stuff like lying around your house, like maybe a baseball glove that doesn't fit, that pair of jeans that you wore once, or like a phone hiding in a drawer somewhere. 
Let me tell you about an app that you can use all that stuff to make a little money. You can sell it. The app is called Mercari. Mercari is a selling app that makes it fast and easy to sell pretty much anything. The app is over 300,000 reviews. 300,000 with an average rating of 4.8 stars. That's pretty freaking good. You want to know why it's rated so high? It's because it really couldn't be simpler. You take a few pics of your stuff, you add a description, set a price, and boom, your item's listed. Then once it's sold, Mercari's going to email you a shipping label. You just stick that label on your product, then you send it out. It's so easy. So what are you waiting for? I know you got stuff that you need to sell. So use it, sell it, ship it, get paid with Mercari. Do it, do it, do it. You can find Mercari on the App Store. That is M-E-R-C-A-R-I. Mercari. It's a selling app. I got to get back to this interview. Zach Sancho. Pressure now. Understanding where body starts. I mean, you do have another record that has been creeping, man. Uh, Love No More. Another yeah. great one. Pressure to have another body? No, I I, I don't oh, ever want to like have that mentality where it's like, oh, we made a hit. Now we need to make another one. Now we need to make another one because it's just you're just going to set yourself up for failure yeah. and you're just going to stress yourself out. Like yeah. it's just make music and make stuff that you feel good about and is special to you and yeah. special to other people. And I think that's the recipe for making stuff that resonates. With yeah, others. we're just really confident in like what excites us and what we love that even if it's not the next one that hits or the one after that, that one of those that's just driven like from a genuine place of us being passionate and stuff like that will break through. I, I get that. Do you feel like a lot of your creative process is kind of determined by a vocalist? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it, well, it's more so just about collaborating with other people. It's not just like solely around yeah, relationships. Vocals. Yeah, it's about relationships. And like what I've been t- saying to a lot of people is the people that we vibe with and we work the best with are the people that we can kind of consider family afterwards. Like Brando, we're hanging out with him last night. We see him all the time. Yeah. Uh, Anders, we see, hang out with him all the time. But that's like, rare, you know? Yeah. And that's yeah. the type of people that we try to work with. It doesn't have to be a singer. It could be a guitarist. It could be whatever. Like, honestly, it doesn't matter as long as it's good people. That's all we care about. Mm-hmm. Got it. I, when it's not as self-contained, that's a variable that is kind of out of your control, right? So is mm. there pressure to build relationships with people? Yeah, of course. Not not pressure. Not like, oh, I need to do this because otherwise we're going to yeah. get screwed. No, but, but you want to have more, a good relationship yeah. with people. It's kind of... Like if you got, if we just got like a random top line or something like that, it's less special than like finding somebody random like out somewhere and like building a relationship with yeah. them. It's like going back to the thing I was talking about before where it's like we're basically being people's therapists. It's like we love connecting with new people, talking to them, yeah. you know, and just figuring out like how can we take something that they've done or that we're doing together yeah. and bring it to the world in a way that maybe they never like, thought of before. Uh, Sex Like Me, we, we wrote it legitimately in our living room, like on a couch like this. Um, with Lauren Dyson yeah. and she we're just like what's going on in your life right now and she's like oh I just like broke up with my boyfriend we're like perfect let's yeah, write about let's that. write about it and, <laughs> and, and then and... songs done in 20 minutes yeah. you know so, so I just fired up the yeah. mic and started singing like started writing some stuff and it was done so are lyrics always first for you or would you start um, with production mostly melodies yep. in terms okay. of vocals it's mostly melodies and then we kind of like do like that weird ad-libbing thing afterwards if, yeah. if stuff doesn't make sense we can work anyway and it's not like we're overly dependent on vocalists but it's just 
so much easier to like let's say already have a well written song and then figure out how you want to make it make mm-hmm. sense rather than doing all of that and then figuring out how to put a good song mm-hmm. over top of it right I get that it's just it, you skip so many steps in terms of trying to make a good song yeah, yeah. you're adding to what's already good yeah yeah, yeah. If, and you can work other ways and we've done it other ways yeah. before but this is just by d- far yeah it doesn't matter what the production is for me at least like I, it could be literally anything but like I think Rick Rubin said it where if you can listen to it like at a campfire just like a guitar and like a vocal then it's it, good song. you know what I mean it's yeah. a good song if it's a good song it's a good song exactly crazy that you have a residency at Hakkasan loving it man they're the best because I'll tell you one thing we're on the road all the time between September and October alone we played like 60 shows so that's a show a day so in all this chaos all this partying and meeting new people it's really nice being able to go to Vegas you know twice a month three times a month and just have the same group of people that you work with you know you know the club inside out they're like a big family it's like the equivalent uh, the DJ equivalent of getting to sleep in your own bed you're just like okay I'm home this is good it's also a validating move and it throws you in the arena with some pretty big people yeah Yeah. and we all we have so much to learn from all of them which Mm -hmm. is amazing Um, you know we really look up to Tiesto we really look up to Calvin Harris we really look up to Zed so getting to see how they operate it takes it's really cool yeah it's like so cool for us. Yeah. Does a record like Body allow you a luxury like Hakkasan? What do you mean? Like, do you think you could have gotten Hakkasan if Body wasn't a hit? Um, maybe. Yes and no. I mean, it, it really depends. But yeah, what really changed You're- things for Vegas, to be honest, was we're lucky to work with a really good team that understands the culture of Vegas, mm-hmm. and it's a very specific vibe that some people can't get right, some people can. So I think having people properly show us the way of like, yeah. this is what you want to do in Vegas, whether it be big artists like Tiesto, friends of ours, our managers, like everyone just kind of helped us. You know, so it's not like we're it's, just punching in the dark. It's a big learning curve. Yeah. It's definitely a big learning curve yeah. to be able to get it and like do it properly yeah. and like well, you, professionally. It's do it right, and there's yeah. a lot at risk. Exactly, right? because there's tons of artists that have come into Vegas and had a body type hit, right? Yeah. And then it you just know, wasn't it the right out. Yeah, yeah, it just it, wasn't the right vibe. It wasn't yeah. the right feel. Yeah, so, so to be completely honest, the one thing that's really you know put us ahead there is having all these people guide us in the right direction, so mm-hmm. we can do that. And throw the best party. And we've played like every type, like literally every type of party since we started. Like, you name it, we've probably played it. Yeah, and they actually all helped. Like, play, playing Sierra's 60, Sweet 16 birthday bash <laughs> yeah. helped yeah. me a lot, you know, and understanding music. I was doing weddings, Vegas, like, yeah. when I was just trying to make some extra cash on the side. Yeah. I was doing weddings and stuff. Like, so what is it about Vegas? Like, what do you have to learn about Vegas that's different than every other show? Well, there's so many different people coming from everywhere to this one place. Yeah. So you just have to be able to understand, like, yeah. what what people like, you know? Yeah. How do you figure out pleasing a room of 5,000 people that are all from different parts of the world, different backgrounds, and just want to party? Yeah. yeah you they, know what I mean? They have one goal. They spent a yeah. boatload yeah. of money. <laughs> yeah. They just spent a, more boatloads of money on booze, yeah. and they just want to have fun. Yeah. Yeah. So how, so you guys play mostly house music at your shows? Yes. Yep. So how, how, what if you're like, okay, I think these guys want some hip hop or something. Will you put that on? Then we're we, not the right people to book. I mean, we... We spice in yeah. hip hop. Like, it's okay. not like we just, we don't play hip hop or whatever, but yeah. like, it's not like that's the focus. Yeah. It's like, we, we always like take it, our own spin on it. Yeah. We make mm-hmm. edits with popular songs just so one way or another, there's something familiar that people know, but at the end of the day... It's important that we have a lane. Like, we're not going to be the people that just play to whatever it, yeah. you know, is popular and just constantly are moving around like that. Like, we know who we are, and we just find ways to finesse between that to, like, reach out to things that are popular right now and 
Are make you that work. rearranging your set every time? Oh yeah. Yep. All done live? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Cool. So you guys will take like whatever pop whatever's popular on the radio and like kind of remix it yourself? Yeah. Yep. So you like, do that for create as some sort of edit. We with create it. like yeah. special edits that only we have, like that type of stuff. Yeah. How how much time do you dedicate a month to that set? Um, like will you just like take a weekend? Here's, and well, here's it? the fortunate thing is that we have a tried and true sort of like you know we want to play these songs, yeah. so it's more yeah. just like swapping out moving parts. Yeah, and it's always ongoing. Yeah. It's not like it's just like just for Vegas. Like this is our set. Like we always we like road test stuff in on the in between. So it's like we're not just going to make it play in Vegas and see how it goes. It's like we have a bunch of other shows this month. We'll try them out. If they don't work, then. We're not yeah. going to play it. If they do work, we are going to play yeah. it. Yeah, it's a lot easier now. It was harder when we were first coming up because now we basically have spent two years creating a catalog of like, these are songs we love. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. um, and just figuring out how to make it work to whatever place we're playing. Um, so that's made it a lot easier. How'd you know it was time to move to LA? Leave Canada behind? We always wanted to move yeah. there. That was like always a goal of ours because um, we had made a song like, I think it was in 2015 or yeah. something like that. And I just went to LA by myself because I think you had exams. Or yeah, something I was, like I was that. Like still in school. And uh, my parents would have killed me. Yeah, <laughs> I remember the first time we went. It was just like one of those things where I think we went up to like by the Griffith Observatory, and we we're just like, we need to be here. Like at some point, whatever, whenever yeah. it is, like we need to be here. Yeah. And then we just had the time where we talked, and he's like, I'm gonna quit my job, and I was like, okay. Uh, I literally dropped this. everything, yeah. like yeah. everything I was doing. Just what job did you let go of? Um, it was like at a music store. And what was, was there a collaboration, a moment between the two of you that happened prior to you quitting that you're like, okay, we're at this level now. And yeah, like we formed Loud Luxury in 2012 yeah. and we had a lot of crappy music in between. Lots. <laughs> and, lots. And uh, a lot of bootlegs, a lot of bootlegs, but uh, yeah. And, and we always like, we, we would go to LA together yeah. on spring break where everyone yes. would go to Cancun and get drunk. Yeah. We'd go to LA and like try and meet as many people mm-hmm. as we could get invited to parties yeah. like just try and like sneak into like stuff just do anything we could to you know gain more connections and we all knew you know from that we're like man like we need to be out here and then there was a point where it's just like all right it's time yeah porter robinson brought the two of you together um that was one of the first shows we went to I think yeah you the actually, first show you actually yeah. took me to that um and, you know, that was a moment where I was like, all right, this guy's the homie because he basically kidnapped me from my house. I remember he was like, I'm going to be outside in five minutes. And I come and his buddy's driving this van because I think he did woodworking or whatever. So it's like this big random van and they just throw me in the back of it. <laughs> and I'm like, what are we doing? Like, I don't even know what's going on. And, I, and they're like, we're going to go to Porter Robinson tonight. Like Joe's opening. And I'm like, OK, cool. I'll come check it out. And uh, we were hanging out backstage, drinking with his tour manager, all that stuff. And I was like, all right, like, this is cool. It's Joe's a cool, a cool lifestyle. Guy. Yeah. Well, so you were making music at this point? Yeah, I was making music. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. With, by yourself? Yep, just on my own, like, kind of just learning. Like, I did, it, none of it was good. Like, none yeah. of it. <laughs> like, before, before that, we were hanging out here and there and, like, just chilling. And we'd see every, each other once in a while. But that was when we really grew closer because I was in London still for the summer. And we were just doing dumb stuff like that, like going to shows. I'd like go see him play, and then we'd just go back to ours and just like produce till seven a.m. Like we were just messing around. But do you ask to make music with Joe, or do you ask him to make music with you? I think it just sort of happened. Yeah, because I remember I was like after we first met, it was uh, 
I was a, um, the president of the DJ club at our school at the time. There's, there was a DJ club? There was a DJ club. That's pretty That's cool. Right. Yeah. And, Great school. Uh, I wish I had that. And then he was at the first meeting, so I remember just afterwards, he was like, oh, yeah, like I make music. And, yeah. I, and not a lot of people in the club were like producers. They were mostly just like DJs, right, <laughs> trying to learn. And then I was like, oh, like, show me some music. And I was like, oh, this is pretty good. Like, we should, like, get in the studio, chop yeah. it up sometime. Yeah, we were collaborating on tracks. And then I remember he came to me during the summer after all that with, like, a formal plan being, like, I think that we should, like, make a duo. We should figure out a name and all of that. And I was like, yeah, I'm down. What did you What did you give him? Was it you singing or was it just, just beats? beats? Yeah, yeah. yeah like, like, I would, like, start, I was, like, starting a few ideas. And I was like, here, like, see what you can do with this. You know, like, I would make, like probably realistically Avicii ripoffs at that time <laughs> and just like have these like things that were very rough and start like not finished and be like hey like you know mess around with this see what you can do and then we just like make the track together is that a poor an important part of the learning process like listening to other producers or yes. whatever oh yeah 100 kind of i've learned so much yeah. stuff just by being in the room with people that are better than me um, and, and just learning from that. Yeah. So I, I, that's the, my preferred way of working is with other people and collaborating and just like learning because I mean, you, there's, you have no idea what you could learn from somebody else. Yeah. But even when you're like doing your Avicii ripoffs, like that's a part of the process. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone just because like, let's say you want to learn how to make music. You just make what you like first. Mm -hmm. And, and then it's only after a certain time that you're like, okay, I've been through this a lot that you can actually start doing something. Yeah. Like that was one of the best ways we learned was like we would just try to like recreate like an Avicii track or something like yeah. that. Cool. Which artist is the hardest to recreate? Ooh, that's a good question. That is a good one. We haven't been on our remake game too much yeah. lately, to be <laughs> honest. <laughs> but like I know you were talking about Porter earlier. I, his stuff is very unique musically. Yeah, Flume is very cool. Yeah. Flume. Yeah. Flume very is cool definitely stuff. up there as well. W would you go back to the remake stuff if somebody asked? I mean, remixing tracks? Yeah. Not, always... not like uh, all the time, but yeah, if we got asked, maybe we could try it out and see, see what we could do. Yeah. I mean, we're really focused on just like our own original stuff right yeah. now, but you know, we're, we're open-minded and I think it's important to just stay as open-minded as possible. Be fun to try it out. Yeah. Have you, either one of you put vocals on a record before? No. <laughs> Will you ever? We're, uh, mm, maybe. You know, we're, we're very honest about what our strengths and weaknesses are Good. and neither of us can sing for the life of us. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't go to karaoke with me because it's going to be it's a very bad. terrible time. Um, or go to karaoke with us because it's hilarious. Yeah. Either If one. you want a good laugh, we'll go, go to, to karaoke. We'll go to K-Town at 4 a.m. <laughs> yeah. So, Amen. you know, maybe it's something in the future, but the goal right now is to make the best possible song. If that one day means that it's one of us singing on it, great, but I don't think right now. Not mm -hmm. everyone is a fan of Drew Taggart singing, but he still sings on the Chainsmokers songs. He's gotten really good. Yeah, has he? He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's a better really singer good. than us, so I get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, like, I respect him for it because, I mean, the yeah. guy puts in a lot of work. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I see it every time. Like, every time we see them, like, he's backstage. Yeah. He's warming up. He's, like, on Skype with, like, his vocal coach and stuff yeah. like that. Oh, so, so you can't, really you can't very, knock a guy for trying, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah he's very disciplined about it. Um, we Like I was saying, we just have our strengths and weaknesses and know that that's not us. So Another hit? Does it exist right now for you guys? Is Love No More going to go all the way? Fingers crossed. We'll and if it doesn't, <laughs> the next one will. And if that one doesn't, we have the next so one much will. music that we're sitting on right now. Yeah. It's scary. How many records? I, oh, man. I don't even know. Any vocalists that the world would know? Are you going for unknowns? No, nothing, nothing too soon that we can talk about yet, just because we're still getting some stuff figured out. Mm -hmm. um, 
but we've been working with some really talented people lately yeah. from very different backgrounds, mm-hmm. which is exciting for us. Some very big, some yeah. like more unknown. But I mean, like I said before, it's just working with the right people yeah. and like finding different backgrounds and different finding stories. A vibe. How do you measure success right now? Hmm. Uh, good question. <laughs> well, are you happy? That's a that's a good question to ask. Are you happy? How much I have to eat oatmeal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you're eating oatmeal the proper amount once a day. Oh, I, I don't you should be oatmeal. eating oatmeal once yeah. a day. I don't eat any or, any more oatmeal because we don't have to do that anymore. Uh, you know, when you eat a food, I like a like, nice steel cut oatmeal in the yeah. morning. <laughs> you know, when you eat a food too much that's like you can you never yes. want to taste mm-hmm. it again. That's me with oatmeal, which is sad because I genuinely liked oatmeal until that point, and now it's just ruined for me. How much do you guys actually party? Um, <laughs> more than I'd like to admit. Yes, or really? more, yes. or more than we I'll were tell just my in parents. Australia for ten days, and let me tell you. We let loose. We went out like every single night. Just like, what? But I will say this, though, to be fair. It's not like us just like, you know, being unhinged and crazy. No, it's no. It's just at the point that we are in our in our careers, we're still meeting tons of people. We're still trying yeah. to get our names out there. And, you know, Joe and I sort of operate as yes men right now where we're just down for any opportunity. We want to meet people. We want to get we out there. We obviously take it in moderation. Like, we don't yeah. go too crazy. But, like, because at the end of the day, like, we still have to travel. And, of and course. One of, the worst job things, one of the worst things in the world is having to go on a plane hungover. I, yeah. Honestly, but the way we see it, we have plenty of time in our lives to also be vegan, non-drinking, yoga-loving individuals. So for now, you know, we just want to have a good time and meet people. So didn't you guys post something about the paramedics helping out somebody? <laughs> okay, so I uh, yes. so I was really uh, hungover um, the one morning, and I was like, oh dang, like I need some Advil or something like that. Just like I, I got a headache. And uh, the, at the festival, like they they don't mess around, so like yeah. everything you do, everything you do is like so on point there. And they're like, okay, like yeah, we can get it for you, but like the paramedics, they have to come do an assessment on you. <laughs> so I'm literally in our trailer. They have like the the pressure on my arm, like trying to get my blood pressure and just like the thing on my finger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. just for a couple of, like tabs of yeah. Advil. But then I obviously went and fake news did and made it seem like he was so hungover that they had to bring a paramedic. That's what I thought when I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. It was the spin. What were you drinking the night before? Tequila. Everything probably. (laughs) Tequila. Mostly tequila. Tequila tequila is a rough hangover. Yeah. I I, I cope with it now. It's good. Yeah. I I like it much more than vodka or anything else. So yeah. That's my drink of choice. I I feel like we're just super seasoned now. So it's like it doesn't even affect us anymore. (laughs) Wow. That's that's a bold statement. <laughs> yeah. No, there's actually a term for it that we learned in Australia talking about like people that are just like so used to it that it yeah. just doesn't even affect them. You're hungover them all the time, it's just like whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's called piss fit. Yeah. <laughs> so, Congratulations to the two so, of you. Seasoned drinker here in Australia, you're piss fit. Yeah. And here what what, what do you hear? Seasoned drinker. Um, yeah, I don't know. A little sad. A grizzled veteran. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a sports fan, so I use grizzled vet a lot. I like that. Um, <laughs> with all this time partying, yeah. do you set aside time to create and be in the studio? Oh, yeah, of course. Definitely. Or does it follow As much you? time as possible. Like, we're on the road a lot, so it's a little bit more challenging because we don't have like a massive studio in front of us, right. but... Um, I mean, wherever wherever we go, we're working on music all the time. Yeah, like we at the end of the day, we have our priorities clear. Where it's like music always comes first, and not because like, oh damn, I got to make a song, uh, so we don't become relevant. It's like we're genuinely super passionate about making music and creating. So every part of the day is always, even if I'm like, you know, in my bed or like in the bathroom, I like whip out my laptop and start making beats. You know, so that is such a um, core part 
of our lives that that no matter how much partying or traveling we're doing, we're always thinking and staying creative. Do you have the goal of being a duo that is more than just singles? Like you could release an entire oh, yeah. album. Yeah, we I definitely want to do an album at some point soon. We definitely yeah. want to do an album. Do you even need um, one? I mean, it, it's something that I think creatively will be nice for us. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it just we make whatever feels right. Like yeah. if if a song feels right, if three songs feel right, or ten or whatever. Then that'll be what we yeah. do. I think we're just trying not to create something that just feels like a bunch of like songs slapped together because someone told us we need to make an album. It, you just want it to feel more natural, you know. So mm-hmm. when the time's right, we'll do it. And only then, because y- y- you're right. You don't want to slap songs together and make an album because it just, it just hurts. Right. You can tell. Yeah, it's not even like from a business aspect. It hurts the sales of the album if it's not yeah. good. You know. For you, but your relationship with your audience and yeah, your fans, yeah, exactly, it's very important. Do you guys prefer clubs or festivals? Ooh, that's a tough question because I really, I, I could play to a room to like a hundred people and be so satisfied, or like a, yeah. a field to like thirty thousand or something like yeah. that, and it's like it, they're completely different feelings. What does a crowd need to give you to feel satisfied? Energy, yeah, energy. We put out a lot of ourselves when we're up there performing, yeah. you know, having the time of our lives. So when it feels like the crowd's giving you that back, mm. it's not even like you can tell. It's just like a feeling, you know? It, and when you get that, it feels amazing. That's yeah. like, It's like the reason why we do what we do. Like in Australia, I think it was like 120 degrees or something like that and <gasps> humid and humid. Ew. And we were like like dripping sweat. And the entire crowd was also going like just as hard as us. And we were just like, okay, if you're like out there in the direct sunlight going as crazy as us, then that's like an amazing show. I actually fainted after that set. I had a Rocky moment where I literally took off my shirt and I was like sitting down and they were just all pouring water on me like snap out of it. You'll be fine. (laughs) And I was just like, but you you guys tweeted, please don't mosh at our shows. We play house music. Yeah. If they're moshing, that means they're into it, right? Yeah, hey, at the end of the day... We just don't want anybody to get hurt. Uh, okay. Yeah. You Violence know? ain't cool. Yeah, We're not Violence a punk rock not concert, cool. but like, we don't want anybody to and, get hurt. And also, just like, when I hear house music, I want to dance, so the idea of like moshing to it is just weird. It doesn't really yeah. fit, you're right. Yeah. It doesn't fit. That, that, that's the thing, is like, uh, we want our concerts to be fun and danceable, not like violent. I mean, I've yeah. been to enough punk rock shows in my life. And you could see it when you're yeah. up there and you see like people going at it. It freaks like, you it's out. Like, uh, yeah, like I don't want somebody to get like punched in the head or something. Yeah, exactly, because like. a lot of people, like you can tell... You know, they're coming to our shows for like a good vibe, a fun party. They're not really expecting that. So when that happens, it's like no one knows what to do and it ruins the experience for everyone else, you know? But mm-hmm. your records have also crossed genres, right? Like it's playing an alternative radio, isn't it? Wasn't it playing? News to me, but I'm down. I, or is it playing? <laughs> I thought it was playing somewhere. I thought like uh, something other than pop radio was playing. Oh, well, body. body, it was going so f- uh, f- um, hard for so long in Canada that it like transitioned it into over adult into, contemporary. Yeah, AC. It, yeah. That's where so, it is. So yeah. you get like John Mayer <laughs> and then I you get Body was, next. <laughs> which that makes sense. I thought it was alternative for yeah. a second because his voice can is so unique. You yeah. Know? It's a super strange feeling for us just because, let me be completely honest, we had no intention of like, you know, uh, being on pop radio, we just made it because we loved it, you know. So yeah. now it being like on all these stations next to like I was saying, Sean Mendez and John Mayer and stuff like but it that. Fits. It, it's a great feeling, but it's like totally. <laughs> we're like, oh whoa, this is weird. It's charting now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, charting Billboard, Billboard yeah. which is a really great feeling for us. You know, the song's been out for so long, so to see mm-hmm. it still have that steam, it's an it's, incredible feeling. Yeah, getting played everywhere on the. How radio. long from like the day you released it to the day it charted? Like, do you know how long that that length was? I mean, uh, on, on Billboard? Ago, yeah. Uh, yeah, like yeah. two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, go go October 2017 to two weeks ago. 
What's so it's that? almost like two a a year, t- year and a half, year year and and half no. like three quarters. No, not a year and a half, like a year and uh, three, four months. Yeah. 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 That exciting. doesn't happen often, so we're very blessed and grateful to be in that position. We're going to make the most of it. Yeah. Ride the wave, my friends. Ride the wave. Make Canada proud. Canada okay. loves you. We love Canada. We love Canada. <laughs> Kiss is obsessed with you. We, I play you every weekend on 92.5 yeah. and all the Kiss stations. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you for the support. Hey. We're really good friends with everyone out there. They're we obsessed. love them, and they've done an amazing job of supporting us and yeah. allow us to be in the position that we are. So yeah. nothing but love. I mean, they really... They did help you put you in this position, right? Yeah, they were the, of course. They were the first stations to like start playing our stuff. Yeah. Like we had no it's not like we had any radio history. We didn't even have a, a song that came like within a sniff of radio. But so I can go as deep as to say the government helped you break because CanCon for, doesn't force, but it promotes and asks for people to that's, play Canadian yeah. artists that's and give nice Canadian thing about artists Canada a shot. Is they're very supporting. The music it's scene awesome. there is, is yeah. really good, and it's um, just to, to bring up artists. But even the arts. You said you yeah. had a DJ club. Yeah. 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 For, for anyone that's listening that doesn't really know what we're talking about, um, in Canada, they have a quota, basically, of just like Canadian music that needs to be played on radio, which mm-hmm. is... Mm-hmm. Unheard of. It's like and it doesn't matter. Like we're, yeah. we're supporting Canada. Canadians. Yeah, and honestly, it gave us our first lift because we were going to radio stations, you know, as unknown artists, and they listen to the song and be like, "I li- I really like this song." Wait, you're Canadian? So I love this song, and you're Canadian. <laughs> yeah. Like it's a huge plus. It, for yeah, them. It, was like, yeah. <laughs> it was like a done deal. And then that was what got our feet in the door. And then once it started like doing really well data wise and all of that, then everyone started picking it up. So I mean, it all really goes back to that. You ever reach out to your fellow Canadians that are successful and be like, hey guys, we're both Canadian, let's make some music? All the time, yeah. We have tons of homies in Canada that we love working with and we will continue to work with. So yeah. I'm talking about like Drake and yeah, the Yeah, we, we would love to work with Drake, <laughs> Weekend, Bieber, any of those dudes. To be honest, I don't think we're on that level yet, but no. we're going to get there. So yeah. Carly Rae Jepsen. do songs with them. Carly Rae Jepsen. She's great. Ale- Alessia Cara. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. Sean Mendes. Amazing. Sean Mendes. Honestly, would work with any of them in a heartbeat. Yeah. I think we just still have some work to do in terms of telling our story and what we're about yeah. and getting some more music out and then... You know, making those connections. Mm-hmm. But see, you just you hit on something pretty important: telling your story. Do you feel like the singles you've released have told your story? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, I think the question is just how to continue telling that in mm-hmm. a way that feels authentic to us. We want people to know who we are. Also, like, we don't want people to just be like, "Oh, I know that song," but like, who are these guys? Yeah, you know what I mean. So I, I, I want people to know like who we are as individuals together, like what our lives are about, yeah. what we do. Is that it's motivating really to yeah. you? Yeah, it's really important to me that they know that I don't like pineapples on pizza. <laughs> Very important. Shout mm. it. Buy Put it on record. <laughs> you're you're on record right here. <laughs> but no, but that, and that kind of also makes a difference between a one hit wonder and somebody who isn't. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, we've been doing this for so long. We've seen DJs we've looked up to rise. We've seen some fall, you know, and we've learned a lot from that. So it's kind of like while all that was happening and we were waiting for a moment, now that's finally here, we have so much hunger and determination to making sure that we take the most advantage of it, do everything we can. You guys referenced Canada in the body lyrics when you talk about the six, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that originally in there? Or did you guys write that in? Yeah, that was originally in there. And that's, that's the funniest that's the part, funniest part yeah. is because Brando had never been to Toronto. <laughs> Why yeah. do you put it in there? Because people like, just love Toronto. That I've never been. Yeah. I, I think Drake's no, he really... honestly was just like, ah, oh, yeah. it sounded good. Like it, it worked, so I yeah. used it. That's... I was like, what? <laughs> like, <Yeah>. really? <laughs> but it also touches on a good point that we noticed, you know, within our first few times of 
being in LA is that every time we meet people and be like, hey, I'm from Toronto, they're like, wow, I want to go there. It sounds so cool. Dude, the mm-hmm. Six yeah. God is Drake's, from there. Drake's done an amazing <laughs> job of selling it as this mystical yeah. like, Disneyland that, <laughs> uh, you know, is just absolutely magical. So people that don't even you know really know what that means they're always super intrigued by that like you know we always get calls from like germany and australia being like what is the six yeah. that's so interesting i want to go tell them yeah, that it's like a, it's the area code yeah. <laughs> it's a clean more inviting version of new, new york, york. City. yes yeah yeah and it's so nice and <laughs> the people are really great it is it's beautiful it, yeah. no stand by all of that weather could definitely use some improvement course, but that's, <laughs> that's why we're here but yeah. uh go to vancouver if you want better weather yeah but then it's rain and, and you guys had like two weeks of rain in LA and everyone lost we their We just mind missed before, it. We're so, so thankful. Congratulations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have a house here? Yep. Yeah. Wow. And we're not sleeping in the same bed anymore. No, oh, congratulations. A bed. Yeah. Keep thriving. Biggest part of this year. We don't have to sleep in the same it's bed. It's the little things in life. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you that. Uh, I mean, I'm d- sure you guys are pulling in a lot of money per show nowadays, aren't you? You know, we're, we're just trying to make progress upwards and onwards. As long yeah. as we're not going backwards, that's yes. all that matters. Yes. How long do you think body's going to last? And do you have a, a record ready to go? <laughs> only, for the next only 60 years, if you <laughs> ask me. <laughs> no, we, we do. We have, like we were saying, tons of music ready yes. to go. The blessing and the curse is that body hasn't really slowed down. So anyone from our labels to our peers has been like, you don't need to release anything just yet. You know, yeah. you don't want to distract. The message, you know, is this song and getting new people who haven't heard it into it, right? Mm-hmm. And it when that time has come where it just feels like, okay, it's not doing its thing anymore. Until, until every person on this planet is her body, <laughs> then it's then we're, we're done. You take a massive poll? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be sending everybody a pamphlet. Yeah. Can you please vote? Census form. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, just to put in perspective, it sounds ridiculous because the song's been out for so long, but we just reached our peak this past week on Billboard. Get it. Yeah. Right? Keep going. So, so it's like, keep it's going. Hard to, it's hard yeah. to measure because like literally every week, some else happens and we're like oh wow this is crazy yeah it's like a cow with nine lives we thought it died like nine times already and it's still going did you say cow with nine lives cat oh i thought you said cow cow too so you say what kind of cows you got up in in ontario (laughs) a cow with nine lives we thought it died many deaths by now and it just keeps going it's shocking so We're just enjoying every moment of it. Enjoy it. The song's great. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Good Thank energy. You. Thanks, thanks for bringing so much for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. Anytime, oh, all the time. with you guys. Mikasa is Sukasa. Oh, wait. I have one more question about the song. Ugh. Are you guys sick of it? <laughs> no, are, are, you sick guys, of it? are you sick of it? No. You're not? No. Okay. I, there's, there's a short period after the song is done and like when we release it where I get really sick and tired of the song. And I'm like, I can yeah. never listen to this again. And then it like comes back around. I'm like, oh, okay, this is like cool. But I think the thing that makes it different for us is that it's been the soundtrack to so many special moments and shows and all these fun times that we've had that like you can't. It's hard. It's hard to like hear it and just be like, oh, like I put on something else. Yeah, yeah, because it just has like so many special moments with it for us. So you know, it never gets old. We won't be the ones to put it on at a party. Like we're not going to be like, hey, listen to this sick track. (laughs) We're we're very weird about playing our own music, like for people, just because it kind of we we associate it with like smelling your own farts. If that makes sense, of course. Like, ooh, I'm so into my music. You say that now. (laughs) You say that now. I have so many artist friends who said that at one point, and now you go to their house, and it's like you're gonna sit here and you're gonna listen to this now, and it's the same record I I I repeat. Never gets like that. (laughs) And I think it's biologically impossible for us to because like Joe, you're your children. What constantly happens is we listen to a song that we're working on so much that we hate it by the time it's like out. So it's we're always like, I never want to hear that song again. I never want to hear that song again so i could never be like listening to it over and over that's beautiful a stream is a stream a stream is is a stream well yeah maybe you're not sharing the songs that are already out with people 
Maybe the new music you're listening the to. The new music will, will play for yeah. people. That's what my friends will time. play for me. Yeah. Well, it's just important to like see, you know, it's a good um, way to indicate just like what sort of yeah. vibe <laughs> the track has. You know, like I don't even listen to what they say like, oh, this is a good track. Yeah, I just, just watch their, their body. body. Yeah. I just watch their body when we're playing yeah. music and just see how they're If somebody's kind of like yeah. sitting there just like. Then yeah. you know it's not a very good track. Delete. Delete. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you judge a good record on? It's, it's melody, you said, but it's it's obviously movement. But you would never release a ballad. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Definitely honestly. an upbeat ballad. Yeah. I'm really I'm really into the idea of crying. We kind of have floor. an upbeat ballad oh. right now that yeah. we're working on. So yeah. I mean, who knows? Cool. We're not we're not really putting any Stick. limits on ourselves. You know, at the end of the day, we just ask ourselves, does this feel like us? Yeah. And if it does, we put it out. That's it. It's a pretty healthy mode of measurement. Yep. Loud Luxury. Does that name have any meaning? <laughs> it does. What is it? So what happened was, you know how I was talking earlier about when Joe and I were first starting to get together, he's like, okay, we should form this duo. Let's get some photos done. We need a name. So I came uh, with a list of names that we were going over. Yeah, like and we both made a list and we're like, okay, let's like pick something. Yeah. We got to We got to figure it out. And like yeah. today's the day because we wanted to get it done in like one go. Where it's like we get the Instagram, the Twitter. Yeah. We didn't want to have to like fight with somebody down the line and be like, oh, like they have our Twitter handle or something like that. <laughs> so yeah. I remember he came and like we made the list and put it together, and it was just like immediately I saw the name and I was like that one. Yeah, but where the name came from is if you look at my notes on my phone none of it makes sense every note is like one sentence that you're like what does that mean but just whenever I like hear something that like sparks inspiration I'll write it down and back when I was in high school how I got into music was I was making hip-hop beats and working with this group called the 90s they weren't really good but they had really creative like catchy names for everything that they did and we worked on this song together uh, called loud luxury that was about like owning designer clothes and like all that stuff. Wow. And the song wasn't good, but I was just, just couldn't get that name out of my head. I thought it was like the contrast of it was just like really interesting. Um, so I like mentally bookmarked it just as like this really cool thing that I liked. And I wrote it down and I remember Joe just instantly like seeing 50 names and be like, Doom, that's it. And I was like, there we go, you know. And where are the 90s now? Back in Mississauga, Ontario. I think we owe them a drink. Yeah, we, we, we owe them more than a drink. We owe them a lot. Um, I, I've, still, I've still kept in touch with a few of them, um, but we owe them a drink. Have you entered that phase yet of your journey where you're kind of weeding people out from the past and being selective? No. Because a lot of people, I'm sure, hit you up. I mean, like I was touching on before, it's just we surround ourselves with like good people and the people that kind of stick with us. You know yeah. what I mean? We're busier now, genuinely, like everyone, old friends and whoever that like reaches out and like mm. wants to like keep in touch and stuff like that. I wish I could spend a day literally just sitting yeah. down with each of them and catching up yeah. and just like hang out like old times. Mm. We're just really busy right now. So we unfortunately don't have as much time yeah. to do that. Like usually but, around like Christmas or like holidays and stuff like that. Like, so yeah, what do you do? Was, just not answer them when they text you? No, no obviously you no, answer no. them. But, oh. but it's like I, to I any don't. person that reaches out. But if they're like, oh, let's wish, go grab a beer or yeah. like come to my birthday party next month month it's like uh yeah, i'm not gonna be here but i genuinely wish every single person that reaches out i could like sit down with and have yeah. a beer with that's that's beautiful that's so canadian of you beer especially <laughs> yeah. watch, watch some hockey you know build an igloo <laughs> I was gonna say the nice part <laughs> about beer it <laughs> beer is universal being mm. nice canadian <laughs> i appreciate the two of you thanks for hanging out we thank appreciate you for having us thanks, guys. love loud luxury thank you, thank you. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.